This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Free Play Florida. Guys, you do not want to miss it. It is one of the greatest conventions going on today. And it's all about retro gaming, which is something here at the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. We absolutely love and adore. They've got all your retro game favorites from classic consoles to also your favorite classic arcade cabinets. And don't forget that the Happy Happy Hour Hour with Johnny and Deuce is the official podcast. And of course, your boy Deuce is the voice of Free Play Florida. You don't want to miss it. Johnny, when is Free Play Florida? It's going to be November 11th through the 13th, 2016 at the beautiful Double Trier Hotel in Orlando, Florida. Johnny, who all is going to be there? We've got the amazing CEO and spokesperson for Sega, Nathan Barnett, as well as video game historian Walter Day, and creator of some of the biggest titles, Rampage, Xenophobe, Disc of Tron, Saints Hollow, Star Trek Voyager, and many more, Mr. Brian Colon, pinball designers Gary Stern and Jersey Jack will be there on display with their beautiful pinball machines, player of the century and star of King of Kong, Billy D. Mitchell, and world record holders Richie Knuckles and Todd Rogers will be there on display. And speaking of world record holders, there's going to be multiple world record attempts going on that weekend on a ton of different games. You don't want to miss it. You want to be there at the Doubletree by Hilton in Orlando. November 11th to the 13th. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Good morning one more time, and we are back here with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and we are live again at Outhouse Studios. Did I get that right? Yes, yes I did. Okay. <laughs> I, I did think about it there for a morning. The coffee's starting to wear off at this point in the morning, and I'm not able to drink, so this is going to be a very interesting episode of the Happy Hour. You need to check out our very special guests that are here today from Outhouse Games. Everybody, if you can go across the table again and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm uh, Phil Bice. I am one of the co-founders and, I guess, producer at Outhouse Games. Kind of do everything from take out trash to tell people what to do for the day. That sounds fun. Um, He tells me what to do. I'm Bethany Borden. Um, I compose music and do sound effects, some audio integration for our games, as well as run the social media accounts. Nice. And I'm Chris Borden. I am the other co-founder of Outhouse Games, and I'm also the master of all trades. I do everything from fix the bathrooms to integrate audio to pay the bills and work with the accounting. Uh, I do a little bit of everything. Well, before we jump into some of the questions I got for you, I wanted to ask you a couple more questions about Outhouse Games again. And first, how how do they connect with you guys on social media? Oh, thanks. Um, You can follow us at Twitter, at Outhouse Games. You can look us up on Facebook, Outhouse Games. Or you can go to our website, outhousegames.org. Um, at Facebook or our website, you can check out our weekly blog as well. Nice. Now, how many how many employees, I guess, would be the word you would use do you have currently? We're at a six full-time and one part-time. Nice. And how has it been kind of growing? Because when you started, you guys mostly did phone games, and now you're in the VR area. How has it been in the growth? Because when you last time I talked to you, I think there was only like the two of you. So now uh, three – and now you guys are up to six and a part-timer, which that's, that's like double. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty damn big and growth-wise in a year. So 
it's been pretty crazy. It's definitely been hectic, you know, trying to all of a sudden have three more people to try to figure out and deal with and yeah. work to your personalities system. and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Too, yeah. But oh, the people we brought in is amazing. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring anybody. They're just they're so much fun to work with. They added so much to the company. They, they fill all the holes that we had and it's been an absolute blast working with them. It's nice because they were all TAs at Dave's school. Oh, and nice. so they came in with a rapport already, not only having gone through the same school. I yeah. think one of them was actually the other one's TA at one oh, point. Okay. But um, they work well, really, really well together. So the three of us melded really well with the three of them. And then all our personality types really get along. Well, that I think in any kind of working environment, that's the deal. Like if you don't, if you can't interact well with each other, it's just, it doesn't matter how talented the other person is. It's just not going to work if they can't fit in the, um, and it seems like you guys have got a really cool work environment here. Like being able to come to the studio and seeing like what you've got now and like your plans for the future. Like I expect big things coming out of here very, very shortly. Yeah. So do we hopefully, um, yeah, we've been, we've been working really hard ever since we moved in a couple months ago. Um, just trying to get things the way we need them so we can function efficiently here. But, uh, you know, we have a really unique, uh, rapport here at Outhouse Games. We are all a lot of fun. Everybody here is really outgoing and yeah. you have to be in a company called Outhouse Games. Yeah, yeah. And, and the cool thing is, and I think that that's kind of the fun part of like how we do what we do with the podcast. Like it's a completely different work environment than a nine to five Monday through Friday. Like it's, it, it's just a different, more relaxed work style than just going to your office and going to your cubicle. So that's got to be a lot of fun for you guys too. Yeah, I mean, we all work really closely together, and we, we think that's really important um, to be creative and to develop a game like this. Um, everybody needs to work really closely together. The artists, the developers, and the musicians all need to understand the vision, yeah. where it's going, where it is, and where we hope it's going to be. Um, and we feel that you know the closer everybody works together to accomplish that goal, the more the se more seamless it will look. And it's got to be a lot easier for you guys because there's only six of you, so all six of you to stay on the same page and do the same goal has got to be easy. Like, I beat <laughs> Gear Gears of War 4 the other night. It took 30 minutes to get through the credits. Yeah. Like, they had like oh, half yeah. a million people on this game. And I'm like, how do you get all of these people with all their ideas all on the same page going down the same road? Like, right. Six sounds tough, but, I mean, when you get that many, it's it's – it just mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, how did they make all that work? I talked to somebody that works with EA, and it's like, yeah, to get one thing done, the amount of time it takes to get through the pipeline by the time it's getting done, it's like, what was I having done again? Yeah. <laughs> so here, you can literally turn to somebody and be like, you know, the artists work together on the lighting and the shading yeah. and all that stuff together so it can... Be like just right. herding cats. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what it's got to be because you got to go all the way up the chain of command and then you got to take it all the way back down. And yeah. when you've got, you know, 20,000 people, or I don't know if that's a number, but however many, because it took me 30 minutes to get to the credits on a game, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, that's going to take a while. Like, you're yeah. not just going to walk into the game developers, you know, the main guy's office and say, hey, you know, I think we should tweak this gun thing or maybe this sound effect sounds better than this one. You're not going to do that. You're going to have to talk to 20 different people yeah. and then it's going to have to come back down 20 different people to get yeah. your answer. Chain of command. Yeah. I mean, I understand how it works in the military, but I mean, with the video <laughs> game studio, I just, I'm like, I, and that's what boggles my mind with these yearly games, like with EA, with their Madden or with your Call of Duty over at Activision. Like, how they can get it every year out in time and get all the tweaks made to, you know, make it good to go just blows yeah. my mind every year. Smoothed out pipeline. They've yeah. really well, worked yeah. out all the kinks and, and figured out all the uh, 
all the shortcomings of it and worked it all out. Well, that and with all the people that they've got doing it, I mean, I'm sure it makes it a lot better. Talented people over there for sure. They do. Now, speaking of talented people, because you guys being game developers, there was some big news that came out this week in the gaming world, and I wanted to get you guys' opinion, and that is the Nintendo Switcheroo. I kind of wanted to see what you guys' thoughts about that were. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Like, Nintendo's always done awesome handhelds. And they've yeah. done pretty decent consoles, but yeah. now they're basically making their console handhelds so they can kind of get over there, and you can... You Combine the best of both sides of what Nintendo does best. I'm really excited about it. Plus, it's it, the games just look amazing. I mean, it's going to be able to run Skyrim. Yeah, granted, it's yeah. a somewhat old game, but the fact that it's now powerful enough to be able to run an, a very high-end 3D game is just absolutely spectacular. And the fact that I can pick that up and just take it with me on a trip or just down the road if I wanted to is just is so cool. Well, uh, I think... I think in theory it's cool. I have a lot of <laughs> questions, and they answered none. Oh, <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> like they, they, so now we're getting grilled? Is that well, what? No, no, no. <laughs> you're not getting grilled. It's going to have a five-minute battery life. Yeah, well, that's exactly like <laughs> yeah. five-minute battery life. My yeah. question was this. It's going to explode. And you guys <laughs> yeah. are going to know the answer to this, but my question to Nintendo was this, because here's the thing. This thing comes out in March. Like This thing is coming out like super soon. There was no, these are the specs. There was no, mm. how is the battery life? There was no price point. Yeah. There was no price point on games or peripherals. Hell, I had to go through a rabbit hole of uh, internet pages to finally find one that's a, a source that I like to use, which is Kutaku, uh, to find out like that they are going to have third-party par- support. And I saw the list of the third-party people like Activision and EA and Bethesda, and I'm like, okay, because that's always been Nintendo's problem. Nintendo yeah. has yeah. never had third-party support. Like yeah. If it was in a Nintendo game... Forget about it. Yeah. You just weren't going to play it. Um, and that's the other thing that scared me, too, because they talk Skyrim. I'm like, that's great, but that's a you know that was a PS3 game. Like, if this thing can't have the graphics on the same level as a PS4, Xbox One, why even, in yeah. my opinion, bother with it? Yeah, like, still, from what I understand, the chip, the processor, it's it's still going to be closer to the PS3 than PS4, but... See, and that, that yeah. worries me a little bit, just yeah. because, I mean, you know, if I've got teams... It was one thing when a team could make a game and then they just kind of had to port it over to the Nintendo system. But if I've got to have a whole team to develop one game for your one system, at a certain point they're going to be like, this isn't worth it. Like, okay. Unless we're selling like tons of copies of this game. I've never heard good, heard good things about developing for Nintendo. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. I, 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 yeah. just never, I've never done it, so I yeah. don't have proof and I've never experienced it myself. But I've never heard good things. And anytime they don't release... Uh, system info <laughs> on an announcement you have to especially with Nintendo I mean they've already gotten us twice on the Wii and then the Wii U yeah. you know now we're all just kind of like alright what are you doing well, well I we think they got what they wanted I mean <laughs> it exploded on the internet you know yeah. like we had random people reaching out you know as well to ask what do you think Yeah. because I mean they got the trailer in front of a lot of people but now oh, yeah. it's like okay you know what's yeah, next it looks great yeah. like the idea of being able like i liked how the guy took it to, like to the basketball court and he took the controller off each side and he gave one to his buddy so the two of them were playing and then two other guys were playing on a different one and the four of them were playing like a basketball game together on it i'm like okay that sounds cool and neat in theory I need to see how this works. Yeah, like I, I need to yeah. really know how. Yeah, it what's works. that split screen look like? Yeah, exactly. You know, like Our, and yeah. those controllers look like the most awkward things in the world. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like the bottom half of the controller is just completely empty, and you yeah. just use the top bit. We'll yeah, see how it goes. <laughs> and like if you have small hands, it's great. But I've got like big, meaty right. monster hands, and I'm like, 
I'm gonna break that thing. Like I'm yeah. gonna end up snapping it in half, like yeah. iPhone six. Yeah. And, like, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you guys know that. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Like they've got to have replacement parts for those two pieces. And the other thing is, I want to see, like, because what I did like is they showed like a a Xbox style controller, like a Pro controller, and I was like, okay. Because that's what I'm going to need to play. Like, I'm not going to play it on those little things. I'm going to use just right. a like a normal style controller. Yeah. And that's something that you kind of, you're going to need if you want, I think, like more serious gamers. Because a casual gamer will be like, oh, I can use this little thing. It's fine. Kind of like the Wii. Like, the Wii came on the market and it exploded because it got all, like, older people into it. And yeah. People that hadn't gamed for a while. Because like we said on our previous episode, it was easy. When you gave somebody that controller, there was only, like, four buttons. Yep. Like, it wasn't super complicated. So it's like, oh, I can play tennis. This is easier. I can play Mario Kart. It wasn't that hard. But for, like, an avid gamer, I'm like, I can't. How am I going to do, like, Zelda with four buttons? Like, yeah. I need, like, an inventory screen. And I need, yeah. to, you know, there's things that you need to do if you're playing, like, maybe a shooter or especially, like, an RPG. Like, you can't, I can't do that on a four-button scheme. Exactly. Yeah. And as a developer, that's got to be hard. Like, well, make your whole game, but you got four buttons. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, that's coming from mobile. You got one screen and yeah. you get to touch. Yeah. Okay, touch. Well, what else can I do? You can touch and slide. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be tough from a developer standpoint, but I just I, – like I said, I just kind of wanted to see your thoughts because it, it just broke this week because – let me tell you what. This was like nerd bukkake week. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it really was because you had the Logan trailer. You had the Guardians teaser. Absolutely. You had Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. I had know. That. That's exciting. I think my favorite part is somebody took uh, the song Genuine's Pony – and put it on the video, and I'm like, this is way better <laughs> with this awesome. song than it was with the song they had before. Yeah. And that's another one that made me mad. They gave me like a 60-second trailer, and they said fall 2017. They didn't say nothing about a story. They didn't say did it have multiplayer. It's like, this looks literally pretty. Yeah. Yeah. See you later. Because they know you're going to buy it no matter what. I think well, that's, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's I, I'm a big country boy from Polk County. You know my ass is back oh, yeah. at day one. Like they didn't, they didn't have well, to do anything. I think they, so. I think they finally decided the day before they released the trailer they were actually going to do it. Like they're like, all right, guys, we're going to do it. Let's make a trailer and release it. Okay. Yeah. They rolled the dice. Yeah. Well, the trailer, the trailer looked pretty, but it's like there's no story. There's no like. I, I'm hoping maybe in a month. Now they've got until like next Christmas, so they don't have to be crazy about it. But. I, I wanted like a two and a half minute movie style trailer of like, give me the general story beats. Like, hey, you know, this is this is what's going to happen. This is what you're doing. You know, don't yeah. give it away like all the movie trailers where you tell me everything. <laughs> but like, give me a general like a introduction, like a prologue yeah. of like, this is what's going to happen. Because I watched that and I'm like, okay, it's Grand Theft there's Auto no, on a horse. That's no, yeah. um, emotional attachment to it. No, other it's than my emotional attachment to the original characters. Right. But you didn't even see any of them in the trailer. No, I mean, unless so they were like the just Magnificent Seven when they went by in that one part. <laughs> where I'm like, if Chris Pratt better be on one of those horses or this game is done. So, um, But yeah, I mean, it was a wild week because that came out. The new... Yep. Um, the Logan trailer came out, which was amazing. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Teaser came out. Yep. So That was um, hot. That was. Except for now I'm mad because, again, you got like 30 seconds. I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. I don't want to just give me the damn thing. Like, I don't like this, like, breadcrumb thing that entertainment's doing now where yeah. it's like, here's a little piece. I'm like, no. Like, give me, like, a two-minute trailer. Don't tell me everything. I want some surprises. Or give the yeah. choice. Throw both of those. We're yeah. hungry. We want more. Want yeah. <laughs> But I think that's how it is with everything now because, I mean, yeah, 
because you know you they just they want to give you this little bite-sized nugget and it's like no i don't want everything but give me something i can seek my teeth into because absolutely one of uh my good friends uh cory at quarter gringo on twitter like he's a huge chris pratt fan he actually met him in haines city when he came into the iron man run like that's awesome he loves a dude and he the chris pratt in person is the nicest person you'll ever meet yeah that's what i've always heard yeah he oh my god like literally he went to and i gotta say this for the legal department allegedly he went to carabas in winter haven because that's where the hotel he was staying at he just went like a normal person to dinner like he signed an autograph for like all the cooks, all the waiting staff, took pictures with all of them. That's awesome. Like, it, like anybody who came up to him was like, hey, you're Chris Pratt. He, like, stopped his meal, got a picture, like, talked to him, like, you know, That's signed an so autograph. Cool. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just going to eat like a regular person. I don't need, you know, anything special, which yeah. I'm sure was a dice roll for him because yeah. he's big enough now that people know who he is. But just so personable and so nice. I was... You know, he's a great guy, but he's been fiending since uh, Comic-Con because they had a trailer there. Mm -hmm. And he's been, like, searching every corner of the web to, like, try and find it. But they've got it all on lockdown, so you couldn't see it. So now he finally saw it, and he was happy. But it said the same thing. He's like, this is ridiculous. But I've got a feeling, I think it's this Friday coming up is uh, Doctor Strange. And then maybe we'll get a full trailer when Doctor Strange comes out. That'll be good. That'd be yeah. Well, yeah, because Doctor Strange is going to be awesome all by itself. But I, I, because that's the next movie coming out for them is Guardians, so I'm like, you've got to release a Guardians little, trailer. A little something, a little something more. Yeah, something a little bit more, more than that, especially because, I mean, Guardians might even be the stinger at the end. Like, it could be something <sighs> Guardians-related leading up to Guardians. Yeah, yeah, That'd totally. Cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, I, I think it's got to be because it's, it's November, Doctor Strange, and then it's like March, January, February, March. It's either March, yeah, March is Guardians, and then Thor, I think, is either August or November next year. So, I mean, when it comes to the order of how they're doing things, like, that's the next one around the corner. So, it's like, if that's going to be your one big movie this summer, that and Black Panther this summer coming up, it's like, you've got to do something. I mean, you can't just... Oh, you no, know. it's going to be an exciting comic book movie year. I'm really oh, yeah, oh. dude. It's nuts. Between oh. between Logan, Guardians, Thor. Uh, Thor, Doctor Strange, a Black Panther around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's going to be – oh, in this new Spider-Man movie. I think that might be oh, I didn't know new Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, like oh, yeah. now that he's back in the Marvel fold. So, like Iron Man and Captain America supposedly, allegedly, are going to be showing up in it. And that's oh, going to be the summer, too. So, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. It's going to be Justice a fun summer. League? Yeah. Oh, that is that this summer or is that next no, Christmas? I, think, I think that's the next Christmas. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, and that's it's been a fun time, which it, it almost stinks now that they put out that it, that switcheroo <laughs> news because I'm like, I'm going to be at the movie theater. I don't know what you're doing. So. You'd be sitting at the movie playing yeah, your play, Nintendo play Switch. It, yeah. <laughs> which it kind of to circle back <laughs> around to that. How, how do you think, as just consumers, how, how do you think maybe this is going to sell? Because, I mean – when I looked at it, I'm like, who are you selling this to? Yeah. Because, like, you're not selling it to the hardcore gamer because they're buying either Xbox or PS4. Yep. You either got to be selling this to people that travel a lot and that are gamers on the go, or maybe the younger set was the only other thing I thought because it's like, well, if I buy this for little Jimmy, then he can play it at home, but then when we go to grandma's house or we go to the store, he can take it with 
That just probably makes a little more yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, considering the under, you know, the underperformance of the processor already, yeah. we know it's already not going to be up to par with the. Yeah, new. You're not going to play Fallout Four on no, it or definitely that, not. You know, and I don't think Nintendo games were ever, you know, that kind of game. I don't think they were, pro- you know, visually intensive games. They're pretty games and they're nice games, but I don't think they were, you know, cinematic. You know, well, I guess. It, it depends, because, like, I grew up, I cut my teeth on Nintendo. Like, I had the original Nintendo mm-hmm. and the Super Nintendo. Um, so, like, when I was growing up as a gamer, like, they were on the cutting edge. Like, it was, like, yeah. the, the latest and greatest. And then somewhere after this, then Super Nintendo, they just they just fell off. Like, it was like, well, you know. Yeah, around the 64 time around the 64. Xbox came out and stuff. Yeah, 64 was good, so I'll give them that one, too. But after 64, it was, like, GameCube, and it was like, uh, yeah. And then it just kind of kept, you know, and... And the Wii had its niche. Uh, I'll give the Wii this. They sold a metric ton of Wiis yeah. because they yeah. found a niche in a market. And Absolutely. that might be the thing with this. They might be like, look, we've got to find this niche and take this niche back. Like, as long as we've got this, we've got our foot in the door and we're still, you know. I'm rooting for the day when they just give up and they just say, okay, we're just going to make our games for the PS4 that's, and Xbox. That's exactly. Like, I like the Sega model. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go that, yeah you make go, amazing yeah, games, games, go that and, way. Go that way. Because yeah. Sega, I thought, was brilliant on that when they were like, yeah, we're not making these systems anymore. We'll just put Sonic on everything and like just have our own game yeah. studio. And I'm like, that's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Know when you've been outclassed. Yeah, know when when the ship has done sailed, yes. sir. I think t- uh, the kid aspect is interesting, actually, because the trailer didn't really show really any kids transporting it anywhere. It was mo- yeah. mostly adults. But um, we have a nine-year-old, and he is a lot on the iPad or the um, phone. But nowadays I'm finding that most kids are watching videos. They're watching YouTube videos on there as opposed to playing as many games because a lot of the games are incorporating watching videos or paying to play, which children don't have a lot of money. And we're definitely not advocates of paying a bunch of money to play. So it could, it could be interesting on the kid's side. Like you said, taking it, taking it over to their friends yeah. so that they can both play a game together. Yeah, because you know? like if I can take it and I've got my own screen and then my buddy's got it, he's got his own screen and now we can both play together the same game, kind of like using the example of the guys at, the, at the, the basketball park. Like if I go to my buddy's house and he's got the game and we can kind of either link it or sync it up or however it's going to work to yeah. where you can both play with each other, yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that's a, a great model. And I could see it definitely like, all right, you know, little Jimmy, we're going to grandma's house and, and he can, he's like, oh, well, I can take my system with me and you're not taking it. Because I remember back in the day when I would take my oh system to grandma's, it was a damn duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> I had to put it in a suitcase. Uh, yeah, literally, like I had this blue suitcase that said going to grandma's house <laughs> and it had little locks. And I, when I was real little, I put my Legos in there. But then when I got older, I would put my Nintendo in there. And I had to be really careful the games I brought because I could only fit like three or four in there. And so it was like, I can't take everything. <laughs> yeah. So let me make sure these are the four games I want to play this weekend. You have so. to pack up all your cables and all that oh stuff. Oh, my God. And make sure that you had the right cable. Because <laughs> if, if, like, they had the RF switch or whatever, <laughs> it's like you, you had to, like, have, like, half a radio shack in your back. <laughs> yeah, make seriously. Sure the thing worked. Uh, kids these days, let me tell you, you are so – just be grateful – that you have all the things that you have because, man, it was nuts back then. Uh-huh. We're standing behind the TV twisting that thing on there for oh, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, fingers sore. From the <laughs> oh, yeah, and you'd have to spit it forever. Yeah. And, my God, don't don't, don't miss – what is it called? Miss you screw miss it. Thread it. You miss thread it because then the thing was shot. And then, <laughs> then Grandma couldn't get the cable back on there. And it's like, God damn it, you and your video games. You know, I'm trying to watch my stories. You know how much TVs cost? Yeah, exactly. You better get that done for God my God damn it. So, <laughs> so I mean it was just the worst. But now with the HDMI, you can just yep. 
Click. Just, yeah, and, and everything's universal, so you don't have to worry about it, yep. which is, you know, great. Yeah, with kids and convenience, too, it makes me think about, like, getting stuck in a game, and it's like, well, I guess I'm either going to the public library to look at Nintendo Power, because my mom yeah. won't subscribe to it, or I'm calling somebody, and now you kind of look it up and Well, we actually had a, a, a guest on a couple weeks ago, and he was the head editor of Tips and, Trips, tri- Tips and Tricks magazine. That's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> and it was neat to talk to him, because you're right, like, kids nowadays, they can go to GameFAQs, they can just go online and Google it, or yep. watch a YouTube yeah, video Yeah, Let's of it. Plays are huge. Yeah, and so back then, we didn't have that. It was nope. like, go to the library, or go to the, you know, Publix, and go through the magazine aisle, and hope to God that whatever you needed was in the Tips and Tricks, and the Nintendo Power, or the PlayStation Magazine. I miss it my was Nintendo the best. Powers. I know, I, yeah. I, the best was when our, um, I, re- I think one of our elementary schools started subscribing to it, so it was in the school library, so oh, like, wow. we'd go running up there, like, you know. Trying to figure out what oh, the yeah. new game That's was. That's where I figured out how to use the hammer in Super Mario 3, you know, oh, wow. I was like, what is this thing? And I found that episode, or the edition of Nintendo Power, I was like, oh, my life just changed. Yeah, exactly. It made it so much easier. And speaking of easier, we're going to take a quick break and pay some more bills, and we'll be right back with a happy hour with Johnny Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. So we're back with the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce and of course the election is right around the corner and I want to tell all of our fans to make sure that you go out and vote now. Here at the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, we don't talk politics, we don't talk sides. I just want you to get out there and vote because as an American citizen, you know, our, our men and women of the armed forces have fought and died for this right and this is what makes us the greatest country in the world is being able to go and vote on who you want your leader to be Absolutely. and no, no matter what side or what you pick, that doesn't matter to us. We just care that you get out there and vote. But you said that you actually had something that you wanted to talk about kind of in the political hemisphere, a, a game, I guess? Well, yeah, our last mobile game that we made is out on, out on the market for iOS and Android, and it's free. It's called Bash the Vote 2016. And um, we took a spin on it seeing the way things were progressing last year. Um, Phil had actually built a version of Bash the Vote when Obama was running against Romney. Romney, and it got pretty popular. And it's basically a -a whack-a-mole style game, but we've inserted little 3D Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton's coming up. And we have a bunch of different mallets and things like that. So, you know, I was just kind of saying, with things coming up and going the way they are and how serious things are getting, yes. this could be a really funny, you know, fun like way to... Good way to relieve stress. Yeah. yeah. If you're, <laughs> let off a little... Yeah, yeah if you're, like, standing violent. in line yeah. at the polls yeah. and there's, like, 670-year-old women that, you know, move slower than molasses <laughs> and you have nothing better to do and you're like, man, I, I want to kind of practice this whole voting thing, you could, like, open the game up and then whack your least favorite presidential candidate 
in the head with a mallet of your choosing. And it really does, like, it's very enjoyable. Like, it kind of... Therapeutic. therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and we keep a live tally. Like, right now, if you open it up to the home screen, you can see who's gotten bashed more. Oh, wow. Um, and that's been since the beginning. Oh, okay. So, um, I know recently one of the candidates had double the amount as the other. Yeah. I'm not sure where it's at right now. So. But, yeah, but I can, I can see that. And, and, and sometimes you need those games to relieve stress because, like, I had a stressful day the other day, and I just – everybody at work looked at me like, you're going to be all right? And I said, dude, I'm going home playing Gears of War 4. Like, yeah. I'm killing everything. <laughs> I'm going to chainsaw everything I can chainsaw because, like, this day can suck it. That was really <laughs> my yesterday, and I played Serious Sam for about an hour. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I feel, I feel better. Yeah, <laughs> I can go face just, traffic now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right now, let's see, what are the tallies at? We are at 59,984 bashes for Clinton and 111,421 <laughs> bashes on Trump. Well, at least we know the, the, where your, your fan base, at least for your game, is going on that one. <laughs> yeah. And um, on a serious note, you mentioning going to really vote. In our game, there's a um, register button where you yeah. can find out where you can vote, vote. in your Well, um, you can register area. to vote uh, right online. Like, you can actually apply to register to vote. Um, yeah. They'll send you the information. In the Which, mail. that was a good thing about Florida, and I hate to tell you guys this. If you're listening to this and you haven't registered, it's probably going to be too late. But they actually extended it for Florida for an extra week of being oh. able to, like, like, register to vote. Like, they kicked it out a whole nother week because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think, it, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but I think this election is going to be very important. It seems like this has been the closest race we've ever had, and it seems like this has been a time where everybody is is as divisive as ever. Like, definitely people have pick, picked their side already. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's definitely, if, 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 if you guys are a listener of age, you need to get out there and vote. You need to... You know, do your part. Which Nintendo missed the boat. If they had sold that Switcheroo, <laughs> you could have been playing the Switcheroo while you were there. There you go. So I mean, maybe, maybe they should have gotten on it. Yeah. No, they missed out. So now we get to gain. Yeah, and there so. you go. So now you get to totally do that and blow it up, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely, guys, get out there and vote. Um, just trying to think real quick. Anything else has kind of gone on in the world of gaming that you can think about real quick? That's kind of. Uh, been cool that's going on that you might want to talk about real quick before we start kind of wrapping her up? Let's see. What's going on? Well, that PlayStation VR has been killing it. Mm. Like, oh, I want one so bad yeah. and I just can't get my hands on. Between that and waiting for my touch controllers for the Oculus, I don't know which is more frustrating right now. I just want... Now, has it been just you can't walk into a store and buy it? Or right. are you just like well, waiting like money-wise or not to yeah, get well, too the deep PS into VRs it? PSVRs are sold out right now. Like, you can't even really? get your hands on it. Yeah, they're Because I went to BestBuy.com the other day, and it said I could order it and be at my house in two days. Really? Yeah. Because hmm. that I'll was, like, yeah, Thursday yeah. or Friday, because I, 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 that was when I was telling you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to look, because I just – every once in a while, I'll get a wild hair, and I'll be like, you know what? I might want to get on this. And it was like – the nearest store was all the way in Tampa. It was all the way in St. Pete. So it was oh, like, wow. if you want to go to a store and get it, you can go to St. Pete. And I'm like, eh. And they're like, well, what if I just want to order it? And they said that because I'm uh, – uh, Amazon has Prime, but with Best Buy, they've got the reward zone where you get 20% off new games, but you also get free shipping. Okay. Um, so I was looking at it like that, and they were like, yeah, we can have it at your house in two to three days. And I was like, well, they must have them somewhere if they're on oh, the store, either in a warehouse or something. Yeah. 
Between that, like, and uh, Oculus touch controls. Like, oh. I don't no, know. Now, explain, yeah, explain that to so, me. So, a Vive has their own touch control system, which you guys the, can what use. what I used today. Yeah, okay, yeah. The rings the with the handle. Okay. Yep. Uh, but Oculus has their own version of it. And uh, we got to try them at Oculus Connect. Not this last one, but the one before that. Um, and they were just so much more intuitive and comfortable to use. Yeah. And, um, just, it just felt better on your hands. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I want to... I want to do it again, but uh, yeah. unfortunately, they just went on sale. Like they, uh, December twelfth, I believe they uh, yeah. are sale to the public, so we still got so a couple months. Now, let me ask you guys this: are, are you being game developers? Are you able to get things earlier than say like a normal like just I would because I'm a non-game developer? Like if I get them on the twelfth, are you able to maybe get them a month or two early? Or sometimes yes, they do. Yeah, you have to fill out some like some yeah. reports and stuff. But yeah, you typically you can get the equipment a little bit earlier to kind of start okay. getting it into your game. Well, and, and I'm going to relate that to, to something that we've kind of been working our asses off on is talking with game studios saying, you know, hey, we're a podcast. You know, we talk about video games and trying to, to work through and get the certifications we need from different companies so then they'll send us copies of the game early. Like, oh. like say, like Kotaku or Entertainment Weekly or any other, like, media publication that does video games, usually the companies, unless, you know, they don't like you or they blacklist you, they'll send you a copy of the game like a couple weeks early. So then that's cool to review, to review, but also so then your review can come out the day the game comes out or sometimes even before if they don't put like a trade embargo on you to where you can't write about it beforehand. So we've been trying to do that. And I under, you know, that's been a lot of jumping through. So I understand what you're saying. Like, you got to fill out the paperwork, and then they may decide to, to send it to you early or whatever, or let you purchase it early. Yeah, our, our, we missed the boat most of it because our, our game, we just started developing it recently. So okay. by the time they've pretty much shipped out all the units, we already kind of missed those deadlines. Yeah. We didn't have anything to quite justify them sending us one yet. Well, and I understand that too because that's the other thing is you get in these positions where it's like you have to justify yourself to these big companies. Like you've got to talk to EA, and it's like – well, our listenership is this much, and we have this much web traffic, and blah, 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 blah. And the same thing, where you've got to be able to say, here's, I guess, a beta build of the game, or I don't know exactly what they need from your side, but you got to like show them some sort of proof of concept. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is what we're working on, this is what we're doing. Like, exactly. I, you're just not sitting to my house, and I'm just yeah. playing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I swear, <laughs> like, I legit work on video games. <laughs> so. no, totally it's for cool. science. Yeah. <laughs> So, so how has that process been for you guys trying to jump through those hoops? It's fun. It's so many forms to fill out with that, and every other one of these kind of similar esque things. There's just yeah, you so feel much like data. I, like I signed less papers when I bought my house. Absolutely. Like I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like how much paperwork they want us to fill. That out. was easy. Just sign your name a bunch of times. This you got to fill out like yeah, like sign the check. I was like, yeah. are we good? Okay, we'll see you later. But yeah, no, it's ridiculous the amount of paperwork that they want you to fill out. Because, you know, and I, I get it. Like, I'm sure everybody and their brother goes, hey, I run a podcast or I've got a blog and I want a free copy of your game. But it's like, Jesus Christ, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> I need to read this. Like, I might be giving you part of my soul in here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, Gotta send that over to the happy hour with Johnny Deuce legal department. Five like, percent of your internal soul. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. What? That's why we have the legal department <laughs> look at anything before my monkey ass signs it because I'll be like, there you go. <laughs> just, just move it on down the line. I got shit to do. That's, so. that's why we have a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to man. Like, thank God for the happy hour with Johnny Deuce legal department. They take care yeah. of us so good. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. Like with all the paperwork and everything you do and. 
which I'm sure you guys have had to run into at some point doing everything. So yeah, just starting a business is a ton of paperwork. Oh my god, an LLC and oh, and then just dealing with the accountant month to month is just yeah, well, having to explain like why you spent a bunch of money. Like oh, you know we, uh, we had to buy some new video games. We bought some new video games. She's like, uh, I don't know how to write that off, guys. I'm like well. <laughs> Well, sounds like you might need a better CPA. <laughs> that would have been like, uh, my job is video games. I have to buy new video games so I can test and see what's going on. So right. She's saying I can't figure out how to write it off. That means you can't find a job working for me. <laughs> it's exactly. Like, uh, I'd be like, it. I'm going to move on down the road. See you later. <laughs> yeah, if you have to look up the answer, you might as well do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. It, like, shit, you know, I can, I can read the books at this point. So, yeah. Goodness gracious. Well, tell everybody how that they can find you guys on the internet. Personally, um, I mean, if anybody is yeah. interested in sound, like you can find me um, on Twitter at BTHNY80Borden. My name is Bethany Borden. Um, the company's Twitter, of course, again, is Outhouse Games. That's a great way to probably find any of us as well. Website, outhousegames.org. Um, and you can email any of us, our first name at outhousegames.org. So, Bethany, Chris, Phil, if you have any specific questions or anything like that. Oh, no, she's giving out secret info. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. It's out there. Well, speaking of secret info, there was one last question I kind of had loaded in the chamber for you before we wrapped up. And that is, uh -oh. what is the future of Outhouse Games and, like, what's the project you're working on next? Oh, my goodness. So, we have... We have quite a bit of work left on the ancient remains. Uh, we, we're we're finishing we're finishing up our vertical slice, which is the first world, which is ancient Egypt. But after that's completed and we get it up on the market, we want to get it up on the Steam marketplace and uh, uh, hopefully run a Kickstarter and uh, get it up on any other marketplaces for VR. We can get it out to. Uh, we're going to be releasing new maps and other uh, zones. So we're going to move over to the Mayan temples. We're going to move into. Um, probably China, um, so terracotta soldiers and nice. you know underground burial temples and things like that. Ancient Greece, uh, too. ancient Greece. Mm. We want to play around with ancient Greece. Um, so yeah, we have quite a bit of content left to go for the ancient remains. After that, I don't know. I've been playing around with a game in my head, talking about I have to kill all of the other Chris's in the world because there can be only one. It's like Highlander Chris, yeah. only not. Or like the movie The One with uh, Jet right. Li where he had to go to all the different yeah. dimensions and kill himself <laughs> off so yeah. this was the strongest. I think I'm okay. going to call it the christening. You know, okay. And it's going to be go. like a, a whole bunch of Chris's and then you know you have to fight as a Chris to kill all the other ones. Well, I did have one question for you because when, <laughs> when I played The Ancient Remains today, how how much of a slice of that one world did I play? Like how complete was it? So this is going to the, – The Ancient Remains is going to be a roguelike style game where okay. it's going to be – the world is going to be procedurally generated. So each time you play, it's not going to be the same playthrough. Okay. Um, you're going to run into different monsters, different loot, different creatures, um, different rooms, different layouts. And then at the end of Egypt, at the, the very last room of Egypt, you're going to be playing against a very huge boss named Anubis. Okay. Um, and you're gonna, it's going to be a very choreographed, very cool scripted fight that uh, we want, really wanted to play with scale and size and, and uh, really scare you a little bit with... With, yeah, with being in a headset, we really wanted to play around with emotion and and feeling, and you know, we feel that scale is a really good way to do that. So the boss is going to be 
immense, like stories tall, and you're going to have to basically David and Goliath, this guy. Yeah. Um, but then after that, we're going to move on to different temples and different worlds. And uh, so what you saw today was just a very short snippet of what so the like final. So like 10% world. of that world, maybe not even. Right. Yeah. Like where, where you were shooting at inanimate objects, yeah. we don't have any AI right. in there yet that you're going to be combating and strategically moving through the the world a little more aware, a little right. more anticipatory because you're going to know other things are coming. Right yeah. now you just go in a room and you practice using your weapons. Yeah. But it's leading to the fact that you're going to be using those weapons with creatures. That's almost like the tutorials, what I played today. Correct. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that's probably not even 10% of what the finished product, just for that one world, is going to be. Yeah. Um, which it, it played amazing. It looked amazing. So I'm excited to see what all you're going to do with that next. But I really like the point that you brought up that, like, each time you play, it'll be different. It's not like I can sit there with a pen and a paper and, like, try and map out, okay, this is how the dungeon's going to look. Because right. it's not going to look the same the next time I pick it up and play it. Like, the dungeon could be laid out completely different. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. We wanted to keep the player on their toes. It's all about uh, how – it's all about conveying emotion, yeah. uh, especially in these VR headsets when we're putting you in the world. We want to convey excitement. We want to convey fear. We want to yeah. convey confusion or being lost in a place that you've never been before. But yeah. if you've played it 10 times before that, you kind of lose that feeling. In but it also helps you guys out as developers because then people can't put it on game facts. They can't say, oh, exactly. well, here's a map of the layout because it's like, oh, if it changes every time, and they then, like, can't just bail themselves out. Yep. Yeah, like you were saying, so sometimes in VR you want shorter experiences. Yeah. You know, you, some people aren't going to want to be having that headset on their face for an no. hour or more. So if you can get in and get a little further, you know, and then yeah. the next time take it off, come back in, you have a fresh start, but you already have some skills behind you. Right. So you can kind of progressively build your way through the level. And especially if it has, like, save points. Like, if I can get this far, save it, right. and then I'm coming yeah. back to the dungeon that I was playing before. Right. You know, and pick up again because for me personally, when I was trying it, about about every thirty minutes, I wanted to take that thing off mm -hmm. just to kind of like stretch my legs or yep. go outside get yeah, some it gets fresh hot air. There. Well, it gets hot, but it, I think for me, it was more of a uh, just a like it's taking away all my senses, and yeah. I need to like put them back for a couple minutes yeah. before yeah. I take them away. Again. It's a very uh, unusual feeling, and you, you do get uh, you know eye strain, eye fatigue, yeah. neck strain, and neck fatigue from having you know something that weighs a little bit more on the front of your face. It kind of yeah. You know, back of your head so um it definitely is, it's a short stint kind of thing it's not something you're going to do like when we were kids when we would sit there for oh, like eight hours like yeah eight like 16 hours in a day yeah. your mom's like yelling at you, get off the tv you know like yeah. it's going to be something where you're going to play for half hour hour to an hour and a half and then you're gonna be like okay that was enough i yeah. feel good for today so we definitely want to add in like checkpoints and relief points so that way you can progress and grow through the game and not have to be kicked out and started start at the beginning every single time we want you to be able to progress and grow through the through the game but we also don't want to force you to be in there for really long periods of time we want to break yeah. that up so you can take a break you can take the headset off you can relax you can come back to it in a day or or yeah. in an hour and and re-enjoy it again and, and come back in and fresh start well that's kind of the thing that I, I at least for me personally i see with the the vr headset and everything like i really want one i think it was amazing and thank you guys again so much for letting me come out and try it today i really You're appreciate totally it and thank yeah, you i mean no you know to give kyle a shout out he hauled all his equipment here got here early and um we really appreciate you coming out and talking with us and trying and giving us honest feedback yeah 
you know, it really helps us out to make sure that we give people the best experience we can. Well, I, I'm always, and, and that's the one thing we've been great about with the show. Like, I just don't bullshit anybody. Like, I'm just too damn old. <laughs> like, I, I'm just too damn old to sugarcoat anything. Right. And my personality has never been built that way. So I want to give you guys honest feedback. And I love the game. It was great. Like, awesome. I, I love the headset. That Serious Sam game was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Valve one was okay, but, like, just it's it's a night and day difference once you actually put it on and use it. Like once you use it and try it, you're like, holy shnikes! Like that's completely like there's nothing in my head that could have prepared me for what I actually yeah. saw. Like looking at it on TV and saying, oh, okay, this is what I think. It, it's no, like it blows everything out of the water once you actually use it. So yeah, like, I haven't met anyone who hasn't met or beat their expectations for VR. Mm -hmm. Like, and every time that I use it, I kind of forget. Like, I forgot how amazing it is. Yeah, and I've been doing it for two, three years now, just constantly playing it. And it's yeah. still like, this is incredible. Yeah. All the time. To me, the two aha moments so far were watching the artists like build the rooms, and like I could see their screen and them right. building it. But then to get in there and have to look up to see the ceiling and, yeah. you know, to see how big it felt in there was cool. And then the first time I picked up the controller and there was a sword instead of a controller and it felt yeah. like I was personally holding a sword. I think those are the things you can only experience when you do it. Yeah. I can sit here and tell you how cool it is to look at a sword in front of you that you're holding. But, but until people you do have it, to it do it. Compute. Yeah. But that's the one thing I liked about it, too. Like, you could see what I was doing on the monitor. So, like, yeah. you could see I was playing. Like, when I got near the end of Serious Sam, like, I had a chain gun in one hand. And because I love Ash versus Evil Dead, I had the chainsaw in the other <laughs> yeah. hand. Yeah. That was awesome. So that like, was awesome. Yeah, I was like, this is a plan. And then I could use my left arm to prop up my right arm so my arm doesn't shake so much. And then when they get close, then I can worry about swinging it around. But, but I could hear you guys, like, cheering me on and stuff. Like, yeah. I could actually hear what you were saying. So, I thought... Like, that was really neat. And also, I could see this being, like, an experience, like a group experience. Like, you have people over to the house, and as long as I can have – and I, I don't know how it works for the PlayStation, but, like, if I can have my TV on and see what they're doing while my buddies are playing, I could see it being, like, a really interactive, like, That's group cool. experience, mm -hmm. yes. if that makes yeah. any yeah. sense. It was like, the most fun experience we had. We had a whole bunch of people for a party, and we pulled out work simulator. And so okay. everyone's telling them, like, oh, throw this tier, do this, yeah. do that. And it was just about – what, 20, 30 people sitting in a room with one person playing the game and everyone's yeah. shouting ideas and weird things to try while they're sitting. Yeah. It was so much fun for absolutely everyone there. Well, and, and that's what I think, in my opinion, I think the PR departments for these VR games need to get on because like every commercial for the Sony VR, it's one guy or one girl in their house by themselves. Yeah. I'm like, you need to get on that this is like a group shared experience. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean... Look at Rock Band. Like, you know, they brought that out and the Guitar Heroes and all that. And it was like, oh, this is this great group experience. We can all play together. And that's what moved those units. That's what moved all those damn plastic drum kits and, you know, and Absolutely. the guitars and everything. And I think that that's another way you could move VR because some people are uh, social gamers. Like, they yeah. want to be actually in the same room, you know, either split screen co-op or things like that. They want to physically be around other people when they play. Yeah. And I think that that would be a great way, especially if you made it almost like a party game. Like, hey, yeah. you put on the VR headset and everybody can watch. Like, I think there's somebody in the PR don't drop the ball. Like, <laughs> somebody should have came up with I, this and said, I agree. a great idea. Well, yeah. that was one thing at Orlando IX. I mean, we weren't, Chris and I weren't there Saturday, but Phil was. And there was a big line of people waiting to play the game. Mm -hmm. And to have the monitors where people could see it, I think, you know, it builds hype because yeah. people are watching their friends or family members and really seeing what they're doing. Cheering each other on. And yeah. cheering each other on. But it also gives those people that weren't sure the confidence because a lot of, especially girls, were like, 
okay, well, I can get in there and shoot those targets with the bow and arrow. Like, yeah. let me get in there and see how this goes. And yeah. it, it has a lot of good things about it to be able to see. Well, that and just it, you can kind of see what your friends are doing, like you said, especially like at Orlando IX or like at Free Play Florida or something like that. Like, you want to be able to see what the people are doing because if you just see a person just moving their arms around willy-nilly and yeah. you can't see what they're doing – you're gonna be like, that's crazy. Like yeah. you're not, yeah. you're, it's it's not. You want something that's gonna disarm people to kind of bring them in to be like, okay, you know, this is something we can do, and this is something that's I, definitely gonna work. I think it helps explain what's going on. It explains the experience. Uh, you see the person moving around. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah, it kind of look dorky. Yeah, you know, like what are you doing? You look weird. Yeah. But then you see it on the screen, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you're actually making things happen in a virtual world that I can't see. Yeah. That's incredible. No, i got to try is. this yeah. thing. And, and I think that that's definitely what makes people want to try it. And, guys, you definitely are going to have to try it when it finally comes out from Outhouse Games. And how do they find all you guys on the Internet? So uh, they can go to our website, outhousegames.org. They can go to Facebook, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash outhousegames. Twitter is at outhousegames, and then they can – um, reach out to us. There's uh, LinkedIn and stuff. We don't really travel those circles too much. Uh, primarily Facebook and Twitter and our website. Um, we'd love to have you to the website. We do a weekly blog where we talk about what's going on with the game, what development uh, breakthroughs we've had, and where the game is going and where it's been. And we also do interviews with the artists and programmers and musicians and composers and everybody that works here at the office. So we'd love to have you come by and check it out. Awesome. And of course, you can always connect with us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and don't forget to send us your emails to ask the buck because buck the mega buck will be coming back from retro game treasure sometime soon to answer your questions also check us out at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and soundcloud.com forward and soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and of course when you go on the twitter machine there's not one there's not two but there are three hashtags hashtag hhpodcastshow Hashtag happy hour podcast. And of course, as always, hashtag deuces on the loose. Later.